Excellent. Masechet Pesachim Dafnun Tet. We're discussing today the order of the evening services in the Bet HaMikdash. There's lots of things to do uh, that are in the afternoon, and the question is, uh, what order do you do them in? Uh, Torah doesn't really specify, so we're going to look for hints in the Torah, what to do first and what to do second, what to do last. Uh, what we're going to uh, see is three baraitot altogether. Uh, the first one is going to give an order that says Tamid, Pesach, Ketoret, and then the Menorah. So yeah, although Tamid is the last thing, as we mentioned last time, Tamid, uh, the first, the beginning, open, the morning Tamid, afternoon Tamid, all the other sacrifices are in the middle. All the Nedarim, uh, 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 Nedavot, whatever anyone's going to bring. Except for Korban Pesach, that comes after, and Ketoret Menorah after that. Uh, the second Braita is going to say, no, Tamid is the end of all the, the normal sacrifices, and then Ketot Menorah, and Pesach is after Ketot Menorah. So we'll bring derivations for each of these items. Then the third Braita is going to mention the morning that we actually do Ketot before we burn the morning Tamid. And then the afternoon, Tamid has the same order as the second Braita, but we're going to add yet another item, also atonement sacrifices, for example, for a Mitzorah, uh, either on Erev Pesach or maybe even all year round. Uh, we'll have some discussion about that. And finally, we'll end with two sets of contradictory verses that these two Amoraim uh, bring up as questions and then answer. Okay, so we start with the opening Baraita, Tenor Abanan, Tamid Kodem La Pesach, Pesach Kodem La Ketoret, Ketoret Kodemet La Nerot. Right, so we have Pesach first. Uh, sorry, first, first Tamid, I mean, this is in the afternoon. We close off the day with Tamid, and then we do Koran Pesach, when it's at a Pesach, and then Ketoret, and then the, we light the Menorah. That is the last thing. Uh, okay, why? All these things, uh, it says the word Ben Ha'arbaim for them, uh, including the Tamid, Shel Ben Ha'arbaim. But regarding Pesach, it says not only the phrase ben harbaim, but also ba'ariv. So since it has a double phrase of saying in the afternoon, we assume that that has to be after the tamid, which has only one. Okay, good. That answers that's th those two items. But what about the rest? If that's if you if that's the rule you're following, then Pesach, which has both phrases, should also come after Ketoret and and Nerot, which have only one phrase of Ben Harbaim. They don't say Erev, so Pesach really should be last. Okay, that's our question here. The next Bedaita is going to affirm that this is in fact the case. But right now we're saying no. This is a question. That's all part of the question. Um, these are the Pesukim here, if you want to see them. Right? Remember the Boker Boker, we're going to see it in a second. That in the morning, the Ketoret is first from that phrase. When Aharon lights the menorah in the afternoon, then he also does the ketoret. Okay, so good. So it just says here, ben ha'arbaim, although it does connect the menorah, is at the same time as the ketoret. Okay, good. So now that we have that pasuk, that's the question. Why not Pesach after everything, since it has ba'arev? Shanei hatam demi'ait rachamana oto. 
ותן לה מידתה שתהא דולקת מערב עד בוקר, in a different place uh, earlier in Shemot, it says that you light the menorah, אותו, this menorah you light from the morning, from מערב עד בוקר, from the evening till the morning. Uh, this is the only one that you have to put enough oil that it will last the entire, um, the entire time period, um, only this. That's the first uh, interpretation. Second one, which is really the main one for us. There is not, no other, uh, um, no other uh, service that we do from the evening until the morning, except this. Everything else we do during the day. Only the menorah is burning all night. My ta'ama. What about emurim that burn all night? Yeah, that's a leftover. It's not not a specific uh, commandment. Uh, it's just you know like whatever you didn't get a chance to to have burnt uh, during the day. Emurim is going to come up again soon. Uh, so since you see that this, uh, the menorah specifically is burnt uh, all night, so it makes sense that this would be the last item. And and the pasuk we just mentioned um, says that the uh, candles are burnt while the incense is there. Um, good. So uh, according to that, we have the tamid, Pesach, right? And then the menorah has to be done with the ketoret. So the ketoret first, and then the menorah, that goes from evening till morning. Good. So that uh, gives us the order uh, presented here in the first baraita. Second baraita, we have a second baraita that actually gives the order of the question that we just presented. Tamid kodem la ketoret. Tamid is always the... Um, you know, the, uh, the, the first thing at the end in the concluding service. Um, and then we have Ketoret. Ketoret kodemet la nerot, venerot kodmot la Pesach. And here Pesach is at the end or the very last thing even after Ketoret la nerot. Why? Uchar davash lemar bo ba'erev uben harbaim. Davash lo nebar bo ela ben harbaim bilvad. Because Pesach says two phrases, ayerev and ben harbaim. All the rest of them, the Pasuk only says Ben Harbaim. So good, makes sense that Pesach should in fact be the very last one. Well, now what we had before as a, as a proof now is a challenge. Bakatif Oto, regarding lighting the menorah, it says this mitzvah goes all night. Hai Oto mi ba'ele lemaute avodah bifnim umaynihu ketoret. So since it says Oto, I might have thought that Really, menorah should be the last one because uh, uh, that goes all night and so it should be after, after Pesach. No, when it says, Oto, this one goes all night, that is just telling us it's the last thing that we do in the Hechal. In the Hechal, that's where we have the Shulchan, the menorah, and the golden altar for the Ketoret. So that's why within the Hechal, we do the, the last thing is the menorah after Ketoret. But the Korban Pesach is done outside on the big altar outdoors. Okay, so this Pasuk is only saying menorah is last for the indoor items. Now within those two things of Nerot and Ketoret, I might have thought that since it says he should light the menorah um, and then Yaktirena, right? And then do Ketoret because that's meant Menorah is mentioned first, and then Ketoret. So I might have thought that that's the order. That's why the Pasuk says, 
the word oto, that menorah is last, even though it's mentioned first in the, in the Pasuk of 38. So why in fact does it say this phrase, ben harbaim yaktirena? When you light the menorah, the incense should have already been done, right? So it's mentioned second, but it's saying that you ha- it had to already have been done beforehand. Good. So that's the second baraita. That, so now we go tamid, that's the same. Ketoret and menorah. Ketoret is always before menorah, but here these two go before Korban Pesach, because now we take Pesach, the word Ba'arev, to be meaning after all the things, uh, after everything. And the Otam, Me'edavad Boker, is from Menorah, just to tell you that that's after Ketoret. Whereas in the first Baraita, we said that Pesach is saying plus Erev, that just tells you it's after Tamid. But the Menorah, which says from evening to morning, Ota, that tells you that this comes after Pesach. So there's two phrase, there's two different uh, reasons to say this is later or this is later. So which one do which one trumps the other? Uh, those are the two possibilities. All right, and now we get to our third Baraita, which is going to add in a couple of important things that we didn't see before. First of all, the order in the morning, and also other items, atonement sacrifices that also can be done after the korban tamid. It's a little bit repetitious. There's nothing that was done before Korban Tamid. Truth is that the Korban Tamid is prepared but slaughtered beforehand, but then you do the Ketoret and you burn the Ketoret. That's first because it says Baboke Baboke. Um, and therefore, nothing else can come before that. And only after that do you do we put the korban tamid on the mizbeach and burn that. Good. So that takes care of the morning. And there's nothing that will be delayed and come after the afternoon tamid, except for elaketoret benerot upesach. That's the order that we had in the second baraita. Umechusar kipurim and one more item that we hadn't mentioned yet. Let's say someone was a mitzorah leper. He has to wait seven days. And seven days, seventh day, he goes to the mikveh. Nevertheless, even after that night, he's not fully tahor for certain things until on the eighth day, he brings three different korbanot. An asham, a chatat, and an olah. So bring those three korbanot in order to become pure. Let's say... Erev, his, his eighth day happened to be Erev Pesach, and he wants to be totally, he has to be totally pure. He has to bring all those three sacrifices in order to be able to eat Korban Pesach. So good. Really, if he was responsible, he would bring all of his uh, sacrifices in the morning, and that way he'll be ready at night. But let's say uh, he was busy, he forgot, for whatever reason, he didn't bring his three sacrifices until after the Korban Tamid. Uh, maybe he got mixed up with the schedule because uh, we do the Korban Tamid an hour earlier, right? On Erev Pesach than on most, time, most days. So for, he didn't bring it. 
So you know what? We give him a chance. Even though we broke the Korban Tamid already, and you're not supposed to bring any other Korbanot after the Korban Tamid, for this guy, we're going to make an exception so that he can bring all of his, his uh, Korbanot, three, depending on if he's a Zab, two, whatever it is, so that he'll be prepared and read, uh, uh, and have Mechusad Kippurim. He won't be Mechusad Kippurim, he'll have his atonement, and that way he can eat Korban Pesach at night. Okay, that's the opinion of Tanakama. Rabbi Shimon Beno Shel Rabbi Yochanan Ben Beroka is even more lenient. Omer Af Mechusar Kipurim Besharimot Hashana Shetobel Veochel BeKodashim LaAyreb All year round, any time, uh, if a person uh, has eighth day came and he forgot to do to bring his three sacrifices before the Korban Tamid. We allow him to bring his three sacrifices after the korban tamid as a mesorah, and that way he, um, let's say, there's some other korbanot, some shalamim or whatever that he brought, his friend brought, and he wants to be able to eat those kodashim. He will be able to. Okay, so this is a all year round uh, permission according to the Bishmael. Um, all right, so yeah, another thing that we can bring after the korban tamid. That's the Braita. Now we're going to uh, ask a. Uh, uh, a question. Bishlama the the Tanakama. Yavo ase de Pesach sheyesh bokaret. Beidcha ase the hashlama sheen bokaret. I understand the Tanakama that makes this, this exception only on erev Pesach. Why? Because erev Pesach, if I'm eligible to bring korban Pesach and I don't, I'm chayav karet. So this is a really important thing. That's more important than the prohibition not to bring any sacrifices after Korban Tamid, right? Korban Tamid is supposed to be the last one, um, but uh, that's, there's no karet if I, if I bring sacrifices after the Korban Tamid. So therefore, bringing Pesach is more important. So it makes sense we should allow him to bring his three, his three uh, atonement sacrifices after Tamid in order to be able to eat Pesach. Good. Where he says that he can bring his atonement sacrifices all year round. Why? On the one hand, he has one said that let's say he had brought another sacrifice that he's, uh, he's supposed to eat. Okay, he should eat any sacrifice that he brought. Fine, that's an ase. But there's another counter ase that you don't bring any sacrifices after the Qurban Tamid. So those are equal. They both have don't have karet. So why should we prefer one over the other? We should just tell him, sorry, you missed the deadline. Come back tomorrow. Okay, that's the question. And we're going to have two answers. Okay, so Rav Chista says, we are talking about a poor uh, mesora. A poor mesora brings a, a bird. Um, it's actually worth uh, taking a minute to look at the Pesukim regarding the Mitzorah. I mean, there's a, other, uh, a, a woman who gives birth also, but let's concentrate on Mitzorah. It's the best example. Um, a rich, there's a, the yellow is a, a rich person and the blue is a poor person. A rich Mitzorah brings two kebasim and one kabsa. One of them, these so three animals, not birds. One, the first one has to be for an asham and then a hatat and then an ola. And the order uh, seems to make a, a, a difference. First asham, then hatat, then ola. We'll see in a minute if the order really is required that way. If the person is poor and cannot afford three animals, then he brings still one keves. He still has to bring one animal for the asham, but then he can bring two birds 
for the hatat and the ola. Okay, so either three animals or one animal for the asham and uh, two birds for hatat and ola. So now we just mentioned the birds that he can bring for a hatat. So Ravina says, we're talking about hatat ha'of, a poor leper, and he's bringing a bird. What's good about a bird is that you, when you slaughter it, you take the blood and sprinkle it on the mizbeach, but you don't burn any of the meat. So even if he brings that at the end of the day after Korban Tamid, it's no problem. He's not violating burning something on the Mizbeach after the Korban Tamid. Korban Tamid was the last thing burnt on the Mizbeach. The bird, separate thing. I just uh, sprinkled the blood on the side of the altar. That's not a problem. So in other words, he must have brought his Asham before. That's the animal. Okay, so that's the first answer. The papa is more lenient. He said, I could even be talking about a rich mesora, uh, uh, and he has to bring an animal. So what can you do? He has a loophole. You could take the animal, the parts of the animal that you're going to burn, and you put it up on top of the mizbeach, but not on the fire. You just leave it there on the side of the mizbeach all night. That way you fulfilled putting it on the mizbeach, because you put it on the mizbeach, but you didn't have a problem that you burnt something on the Mizbeach after the Korban Tamid. And so you didn't violate uh, that principle. The Korban Tamid was still the last thing you burnt. So good. That's Rapapa's answer. Hold on. But what about the Korban Hasham? It's fine. You could bring all three animals and just put them up on top, right? And leave them there. But Rav says, talking about a bird, and the bird doesn't go on the Mizbeach. Fine, that's fine for the bird that you bring as a chatat. But what about the Asham? He could answer that he, he brought his Asham already before the Tamid, and now he was still missing the, the, um, they were still missing the hatat. Okay, good. So a sham animal he brought before, and now the hatat is a bird, and so it's okay. Why? We didn't finish. But we also have to bring the ola. And maybe you'll say, oh, the ola doesn't matter. I mean, the ola is supposed to bring, but if you don't bring it, he's still okay. He still gets atonement. You can't say that. The same sage that we're asking all these questions on says, Right? Just like the Hashem uh, the and Hatat are necessary, so to the Allah is necessary for his atonement. And he can't go and eat the Korban Pesach or whatever other else he's bringing uh, um, after that. Maybe he brought his Ola beforehand already. Can you do that? Are you allowed to bring the Ola first? It's mentioned in the Pasuk last. There's a Pasuk in Vayikra 5 where it uh, says, as a general rule, um, regarding you bring a Chatat first. Um, in this particular context, we don't even need to say Rishona because it says after that we bring the Ola. So, uh, right, in this context of Vaikra 5, we know Hatat and then Ola has to be second. And yet it goes out of its way today, this is first and this is second, to teach every other case in the Torah. Anytime you have a hatat and Allah coming together, hatat first, Allah second. 
וקיימלן דאפילו חטאת העוף קודמת לחטאת בהמה. And even if the חטאת is just a bird, um, and the olah is an animal, and still you bring the chatat first and the olah second. So you see, we have a problem here because we have to bring the olah last and um, that has to go on the Mizbeach. And now there's no way, to, uh, there's no way for uh, this uh, leper to be able to bring everything, bring the asham, good, he brings the asham before the, beforehand on the Mizbeach and then you bring the chatat and that doesn't go on the Mizbeach but the Ola does have to go up there on the Mizbeach. And so this is, a, uh, this is all uh, a problem uh, for Rav Chista. Amadava shane olat mesora derachamana amad vehela kohen et ha'ola sheha'ila kevad. Regarding the mesora, there's a pasuk that goes out of its way, 1420, right? So it was the he'ela, meaning not only like it, it's, it's fulfilled. The Ola is fulfilled, even if uh, it was done beforehand, it's true, Ola has to be the last in general, but in this case, it can be first and you're all right. Okay, so that solves the, uh, qu- the question, the challenge to Rav Chista. Now we're gonna have two challenges to Rav Papa. Right? Remember his answer was, you can bring even a rich, it can be a rich mitzvah, and you just take the animal and you leave it on the side of the altar. That's okay. Um, this, he says, this is not a good idea. You're going to take this animal, chatat, uh, and put it up on the side of the Mizbeach, and you're going to just leave it there. But this is going to trip up the Kohanim, because the Kohanim who are there all night, they're used to burning all the leftovers, whatever they didn't get a chance to burn during the day, um, uh, they, but they started burning, they continue burning at night. They're going to see this animal, and they're going to assume that it has to be burned. They're going to throw it on. Um, and that is a problem because uh, this is, uh, is after the Korban Tamid. It's not just a leftover. Um, and so they're going to violate. So the Sabre de Yomehu, they're going to think that it was part of something that was already sacri- began to sacrifice in the day. Um, so you don't have to worry about Kwanim making a mistake. They're, very, they're, they're going to be very careful. That's why they're Kohanim. They're careful, careful with everything. You put a note on it. Do not put on the, on the fire until tomorrow. Second question. Okay, so this is a different problem. Yeah, you're going to put this animal, the chata, put it up, chata, put it up there on the side, but it's not good enough. As long as, it's, as the animal is not burnt, the Kohanim, we have a rule, cannot eat the portion of the, anim, of the animal that they are supposed to eat. They have to first, first they have to burn and give what belongs to Hashem to Hashem. Only then can they eat. Makes sense. You shouldn't, they shouldn't eat before God gets his portion. Okay. That's the other in Pasuk. And do you think that the Kohanim can eat uh, their sections first? No. First, he puts it on, they put it on his Bech, and then they eat their section. And there's a domino effect. And the owner that brought the slepper, who brought the, the sacrifice, he doesn't get atonement until the Kohanim eat. That's the necessary step. They eat, then he gets atonement. 
מלמד שהכהנים אוכלים ובעלים מתכפרים, right? The כהנים have to eat it and then the atonement occurs, right? Now it reminds us of the, when Aaron and his son, Aaron didn't eat the korban, Moshe is angry, you got to eat it, that's part of the service. And so if you just put the animal up there and don't burn it, then you did not effectuate the atonement, that, which is the whole point we're trying to do. Okay, good, re- good, reasonable answer. So since it's impossible, because we're not allowed to burn the sacrifice after the afternoon chatat, so that's what could we do? It's as if it became tameh, or if it got lost. If it got lost, it got lost, right? So uh, it's okay. Or if it became tameh, then we take it outside. And the the um, the, uh, the sacrifice is still valid. Because it goes out of its way to say that Aaron and and his his uh, sons they do get the, those parts that they can eat no matter what. Um, they if it's if it's there and it's tahor, yes, they have to sacrifice it first. But if it's lost or became tameh, then they say, what can we do? And they are allowed to eat the rest. Does it become tahor only after they eat the hazev shok or even before? No, they, it just means that since the part that's supposed to go on the mizbeach was lost or tameh, then also we can't put right. on mizbeach. I don't. Then the kohanim can't eat. Does, they still have to eat it. Why does he care if they ate it or not? He he, he doesn't have to wait for them to give him kapara. Once he puts it, is he mechupar or he no, has to I, wait for them to eat? You have to wait for them to eat it. Oh, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so now we finished with the Braitot, and now Rav Kane, he raised up two Pisukim that look like they contradict each other. Talking about Korban Hagiga, that you shouldn't leave leftover uh, till the morning. You have to eat it. You bring it that day, you have that day and the night. Don't leave any leftovers in the morning. So So I means only in the morning, but at night it's fine. You can you can leave it. You can have it there at night and eat it. On the other hand, um, uh, another pasuk says that aleha. This is the korban tamid, right? On the korban tamid. We should burn all the chelbeh hashelamim. So everything has to be done bef- in the afternoon before the korban tamid and not after. So that's the question. Who um, motivla? But he also who mefarekla. He he asked the question. He also answered it. Kishe not kishe nitotru. Uh, it's, this is talking about the leftover, right? We did everything that we were supposed to during the day and uh, we sprinkled the blood. And yet after that, there was no opportunity to, um, to burn the parts that we were supposed to burn. And so um, it's ideally supposed to be before, but if not, they can be done afterwards. Okay, that's, uh, that's the usual case. That's why we say arbit for all those things that we didn't get a chance to burn during the day. Lastly, Ahmed Ahmed Av Safra Ledav Kitiv Loyalina Boker Zeba Hag Hapasach. Okay, now regarding Pesach specifically, you should not leave any leftover until the morning. La Boker Hude Loyalin Hakol Halai Layalin. But that means that it can be around during the night. In other words, if you have some extras, you can burn it at night. Vahaketib Olat Shabbat Beshabbato. 
ולא עולת חול בשבת ולא עולת חול ביום טוב. Regarding the Korban Tamid, it says we bring the Olah of Shabbat on Shabbat. That's important to say because uh, it means you can violate Shabbat for the Korban Tamid, and we can you know, burn whatever we need to of the Shabbat Korban Tamid on Shabbat, but not Chol for Shabbat. In other words, let's say Friday. Friday afternoon, we have the Korban Tamid. Okay, so we put it up there when we burn some of it, but let's say it doesn't all get burnt. Can we continue to burn the leftovers of the Korban Tamid, the afternoon Korban Tamid on Friday? Can we continue to burn it on Friday night on Shabbat? He says, no, you can't do that. You can violate Shabbat for Shabbat, but not Shabbat for something you brought before. And also uh, the same thing, Erev Pesach. You bring the Korban Tamid and you didn't get a chance to burn the whole thing. Are you going to bring it at night? No, you have to burn it during that day. And how about uh, Pesach? Same thing. Pesach, you brought this Pesach on Erev Shabbat, which Erev Pesach, which was Chol. So you cannot burn it afterwards. And yet the first Pasuk says that you can have it, you can leave it over all night, which means you can burn it all night. That's the contradiction. So not only do we have an answer, your question is not even original. We already asked this question and we already answered it. We asked it before uh, and, he, and he told us the answer. This Pasuk is talking specifically about one case only when the 14th um, is itself Shabbat. When the 14th, in other words, an Erev Pesach is itself Shabbat, so we can, we can burn the Korban Tamid of Shabbat, yes, on Shabbat. But the Korban Pesach, we can't burn that on, on Shabbat itself. Um, in that case, we take the leftovers that, and we burn them on Yom Tov, even though it was the day before. So if it's Chol, you have to finish everything on Chol, not on Yom Tov. But if it's Shabbat, then you're allowed to burn leftovers from Shabbat on Yom Tov. And even though the Pasuk didn't say that, nevertheless, that has to be what it's talking about. And now we have a really important line. Uh, and now we have a great question. It says, what your, your limitation on this Pasuk doesn't say that in the Pasuk. It's not explicit. Um, so because you have a halacha that you, that you say that the leftovers of Shabbat can be offered on Yom Tov, now we, you have this halacha, now we have to come and, and take this pasuk and say, oh, this whole pasuk is only talking about um, Erev Shabbat, Erev Pesach, that's on Shabbat, and if against the Peshat, Amaleh, yes. Leave this interpretation alone because we're compelled to establish that this talking about only that case. In other words, we take all the halachot together, then this, this is the Peshat, right? We are forced into this interpretation. And so here's like, uh, oh, you know, not, not so often do the rabbis explicitly give a, uh, oh, reveal their hand and explain their methodology, but this is one place they recognize that the Pasuk doesn't really limit it does not limit this to, to just one case, but because uh, the whole Torah is harmonious and omnisignificant, and they have to all the all the all the pesukim and all the halachot have to fit together, this is the only option, and therefore this is the uh, correct interpretation. Baruch uh, Amen.